Back to the second hour of Love Babs, Love Talk on Babs Rose Ivy. Hey, you know they're dancing over at Yale. They got dancing. <laughs> I am here with guests from uh, Dance Haven, a celebration of vernacular dance. And I have uh, Gabrielle uh, Niederhofer. Is it, did I say that right? Unmute yourself. And uh, Lasina Kulabale. Did I say that right? Unmute yourself. Come on, let's get into this conversation. So now I, I believe a, a lot of folks would be surprised that there's a lot of dancing going on at Yale University. Talk about this. So tell me about how this collaboration came together. Because uh, is it Lasina? Lasina? Yes. Lasina, you you are a choreographer and you're on faculty at, at Yale. And there's a whole dance studio over there, over there in the Schwartzman Absolutely. Center. Absolutely, yes. So talk to me about how long has dance been going on at Yale? And tell me about Dance Haven and this and this collaboration and and this uh, this event that's happening over the next couple of days in in multiple locations. <laughs> okay, but maybe before I start, I would just uh, let uh, Gabrielle talk about uh, the festival because uh, she is uh, one of the initiator of uh, the festival, and she had great ideas and I do. So it's better. To start. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. Um, oh, it's my pleasure. So it's a festival. Yes. So Dance Haven is a festival celebrating vernacular dance, and it's happening this weekend um, on the 14th and 15th. So yeah, dance is thriving at Yale. Um, I proposed the idea all the way back during my first year at Yale to the head of dance, Emily Coates at Yale. Um, I wanted to find a way to celebrate black vernacular dance forms on campus um, that aren't, these dance forms aren't necessarily given the same opportunities as other dance forms. So I really wanted to find a way to celebrate and uplift uh, these dance forms. So the festival will feature a main stage performance on Saturday, um, featuring many solo artists, including Lucina. Um, and there'll be a dance party with a DJ on Saturday night and master classes all day, Friday and Saturday. And then also the festival will feature an exhibit on the history of dance in New Haven. Um, dance in New Haven is incredible with an incredible public school arts program and dancing happening all over the city and public parks and theaters. Um, and this festival kind of conversations leading up to it sparked a research initiative. Um, so I've been a part of conducting oral histories with key contributors to the history and development of dance in the city. And it's, it's really incredible to see all of the amazing work that's been done. So this festival is hoping to bring New Haven community members, Yale community members, and others to the same dance floor. And it's all free and open to the public. So talk to me about the vernacular, celebration of vernacular dance. So break that down for me to help me understand what that means. Totally. So um, vernacular dances are inherently communal. Um, they develop out of like personal and communal practices rather than being designed by like a rigid syllabus or curriculum. So some examples include Lindy Hop, um, tap dance, um, Chicago footwork. These like these dances have been developed in communities as opposed to like 
ballet or modern. Um, and historically, Black vernacular dance has not been given the same opportunities um, or funding as like dances such as ballet or modern. So this festival is a way to uplift those dance forms and put them in dialogue with each other. Mm. Okay, so Lucina, what's your role in this? Because I, I mean, I know you are a, a world-renowned choreographer, mm. and your work has won great international acclaim. What do you bring to this? Uh, uh, also, to also add a vernacular dance, I also see like a social dance. You know, mm-hmm. when you know, uh, we also know about the history. It's like uh, it was an opportunity for. Uh, uh, African American to be able to fully express themselves, and it can be just be uh, what they are going through, and also what they can aspire for uh, a better life. So that's something really. It's thinking about that. It also how I I train how I get my training. Uh, 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 like in Africa, it's. Uh, I learned to. Da- I've never learned dance from uh, an institution. I learned mm. from the community, and then going from uh, company to company, and also uh, learning from a friend. We just gather somewhere and we show each other uh, different moves. And so I really see myself in that direction where they just call vernacular dance because it's how was uh, my training. And also, when we think about vernacular dance, it's really rooted to African traditional dance. And it's where I'm coming from. So for me, it's also a way of seeing different form of my uh, traditional dance. And I'm not really practicing traditional dance because when I think about traditional dance, it's dance by the community and for the community. Mm. I'm not really doing that. So I cannot really, it's like a representation of the traditional dance I'm doing. So for me, being part of that, it's also a way of seeing a sort of evolution. It's a sort of change because when we think about social dance, uh, the environment where you are will really influence on your way of dancing. That's mm. what you can also see about like tap dance and Chicago footwork and all of that. So for me, it's my dance has changed, even if being in the United States, teaching the way I teach in Africa, it's only it's I have to change. I have to bring something that will be more uh understandable for uh students here. So it's your environment will also influence on the way of dancing. So for me, it's being part of, it's also uh, uh, because I want, I don't want, I'm also part of that uh, uh, vertical dance uh, through uh, the traditional dance from uh, from Africa. Mm. So, so Gabrielle, talk to me about, what, what, what is Chicago footwork? You mean like the, <laughs> you know the the dancing that they do, like the. I know yeah. I know what it is, but tell me what it is because I, I never heard it called Chicago Footstep. I can tell you <laughs> what I heard it called, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Chicago Footwork is um a dance form developing communities in Chicago, and now it's kind of taking the world by storm. But it's it's 
it's footwork driven. So I, I'm a, originally a tap dancer. So I'm so drawn to it because it, it like it's so inherently rhythmic and very cardio heavy. <laughs> um, this is this is when you you dance in, you, with a couple, a couple, two people dance together. No, this is no. A, I mean you can, but it, it's typically like a solo um, or group thing. It's oh. not a partner dance, but it's it's you're you're going doing crazy intricate rhythms with your feet, um, doing different polyrhythms with your arms versus your feet, and yeah, it's it's a really exciting. Oh, I have to, I have like to. Like a I full articulation of the body. Oh, I love that. Now I have to see this, right? So, so it's not like the electric slide. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there are people who know how to do this and they're coming to show us um, and, and give us the history behind it. And exactly. exactly. And, and how it has changed over the, over the generations. Exactly. People have made it their own. Mm-hmm. Okay. And all right. Now talk to me about the Lindy. Now I know something about the Lindy Hop. People are still doing the Lindy Hop? Yeah, for sure. There's a huge social swing dance scene um, all around the country. And there's a there's actually a large swing dance community in Connecticut, in Hartford and New Haven. Really? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's Yale has classes every week and there there's a big social dance in Hartford every week. And there's a yeah, people come from all around the country to their weekends where people unite and connect over different forms of swing dance. And it's, yep, it's still happening. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need to know about this. So can anybody come and learn how to Lindy hop? Yep. It's free and open to the public. So if you want to learn. Me? How come I didn't know this, Gabrielle? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me I could have been Lindy hopping. <laughs> you still can. <laughs> I think the idea of the, uh, the festival also to just uh, keep those uh, dancers alive in there because people can easily forget about them. And uh, as uh, Gabriel said previously, it's also uh, those sort of dance did not get the same opportunity to be mm-hmm. shown. So it's also how I did to just bring them alive to just say, okay, let it's also a way of... Uh, uh, decolonizing also the field to just allow oh. any form of dance to just be seen and you can use them too. All right, so so you're kicking off with the with the African diasporic masterclass. Is that your class, Lucina? Are you teaching that? No, I'm not teaching, not teaching. because I'm in New Heaven, so it's better to just uh, let. The guests teach I'm in New Haven, so I can be people can reach me easily. So it's the idea to just uh, let the guests teach the workshops. Okay, so how would you say for them? So all these dances that we're seeing are rooted in blackness. Is that am I to understand that? So the Lindy Hop is rooted in blackness. The African diasporic movement, of course, is black, um, and then the uh, the Chicago footwork. Um, and then, and then you've got the Dunham, uh, jazz master class. Is that, am I to understand that's Miss Dunham's, this, is this her work? Oh, okay. exactly. Catherine Dunham's work, Miss Catherine Dunham's work. Okay. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So Catherine Dunham is a seminal choreographer, um, and dancer in dance history. Um, she's been called the matriarch and queen mother of black dance and so this this class is a uh, it's celebrating her work and uplifting um it, there's 
I, I, there's definitely an emphasis on like respecting your elders in the art form. Um, so this is a way of bringing Dunham's work into the festival. Um, and yeah. Okay. And so, um, and then, um, cause this is happening April 15th. So, uh, and then there's a commercial dance Afro style. Now what, what is that? I don't, I don't think I've ever heard that phrase before. Yeah, so I think um, the the masterclass teacher is really excited about showing how these vernacular forms are being used commercially. Um, so it's it's these dance forms are alive and are continuing to change. These aren't um, they they're ever evolving um, as they're passed down to different people. People add their own stylization. So this class is showing it's a fusion of those forms. So when I think about commercial, I'm thinking like you know, the stuff that you see in music videos or in films or, or people dancing at that level. Uh, is that, is, yeah. is that how I should see that? Yeah. So, and I also think it's influenced by the music as well. Um, using okay. more contemporary music, um, with these styles of dance. Go ahead, Lesina, you wanted to say something? No, it's uh, also, uh, those forms of dance we can just see it's also, uh, emphasize like the creativity of, uh, African-American to be able to just keep creating different form of dance. It's just, it's like, uh, you know, it's, the creativity doesn't stop. All the time there is an idea of creating something that is, it's depending what's going on in the society, there's how they can just respond to that, to a, a form of expressing through the body. So they will just create something that in, the moment and that's also how uh uh like uh the advantage of vernacular dance social dance that it just keep changing from generation to another generation mm. so talk to me a little bit about what comes first the music or the dance excuse me what comes first the music or the dance does the dance in inspire the music or does the music inspire the dance it's i would say it's a vice versa because talk about from my background music and dance they both use rhythm and for me rhythm is not just music it's not just uh, rhythm just a way of organizing sound with musician and move uh, movement from a uh, dancer so we are both using rhythm dance can the music can influence and also the dance but i will say i will put first the music because every time i have to dance i always need to sing to sing a rhythm and singing a rhythm is also a way of being a, a musician for me just a way of this dancing inside of myself and i'm pretty sure even if the musician before they even touch the instrument they will also sing so we just like the voice singing with like using the voice that's like the first thing and it can also be from uh uh even if not even think about rhythm just the idea of expressing yourself then you just start moving but it always linked to the internal rhythm we have inside of ourselves because we breathe we are we are alive because of rhythm, the internal rhythm we have. We are all polyrhythm, the heartbeat and then the breath. So we already have the rhythm inside of ourselves. So people oh. to listen to that, you know, anytime you can express yourself. 
Oh, I like that. We all have rhythm in us already. Our breath <laughs> and our heartbeat. I like that. All right. So Gabrielle, you're a tap dancer. How long have you been tap dancing? Um, since I was two, so 21 years. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so who, 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 are, who are your tap dancing icons? Now I have a very good friend, Alexis Robbins. Alexa Robbins, who uh who do you know her? Yes, she, I'm familiar, yeah. Oh yeah. So so she she is my tap dance teacher because I'm learning how to tap dance. Oh, uh, wow. and, she's, <laughs> and she's amazing. We just we just convened some folks around dance because it has been brought to my attention, Gabrielle, that um dance uh does not get the same kind of funding as other arts mm-hmm. you know and, and that's that's problematic and and even though people like the idea of dance you know we put our children in dance because we we know dance is important but as an art form it it of all the art forms it is the least funded thing so talk a little bit about uh uh what you think is behind that and 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 where do you think we might go with that? Yeah, I I completely agree. And also specifically in Connecticut, um, I think we're one of the least <clears throat> funded states for dance, which is really unfortunate. Um, I mean, I think historically other art forms such as visual art or music have been have had large histories of like institutional backing, um, whereas dance isn't as much. I. I think one potential reason is that it is tied to the body. It's like a bodily practice um, and it doesn't have the same yeah, historical backing. Um, and I think there is such an incredible flourishing dance community in New Haven and Connecticut and around the world. Um, and I think that should be supported. I also think that New Haven hasn't in the past, in the 80s and 90s, there was a really there was a lot, there was more support from institutions, um, such as cheaper rehearsal spaces or more performance opportunities. And those resources um, aren't the same post-pandemic. So mm-hmm. I think we need to push for more resources to uplift dance. Hmm. So, so, uh, so Lassina, you, you are paying attention to uh, dance history and how people are dancing. Um, what what have you seen in your lifetime, the evolution of dance, particularly from um, the diaspora? It's uh, even if uh, now even seeing the popularity of dance and uh, like uh, Moss, uh, great singer, it's the dance also the dance is always uh, the thing that make a lot of things really popular in terms of uh, the music industry. And even if uh, uh, now dance has been used on scene to just uh, bring awareness for many things to like how uh, uh, choreographer use dance to Conscientize, that's the word in French, but how is in English? I'm just want to reflect. <laughs> Conscience, and all this performance, and also you can, I can see there is like a great evolution, even if uh, in Africa we have the national ballet that has been used to uh, to create a, a, like an identity for 
the country. So it's like all of that, you would just see that using dance to emphasize something will also push the dance and choreographer to be more creative. And because people don't, like as a human being, we always don't want to see exactly the same. If there is no creativity, people just start to just forget about it. And then how we don't have a choice. We always have to think. And because I also see dance practice like a research because dance will just spend how an hour to think about what kind of movement can really have an impact. People will really understand. So it's with that, you always have to just see uh, it has been changed before, like the community would just gather together and then spontan spontaneously things would just come. But now people would just gather, think, do research, and then go to the studio, spend hours and hours and say, okay, how can I make this something different? Because pe now people are looking for something, something that is different, even if they are still using the same principle they're always looking for the new thing to just innovate. Mm. So, so Gabrielle, was it hard to uh, decide? Like, what did you leave out of this festival? <laughs> um, <laughs> there was, there was <laughs> once uh, an idea of doing an outdoor, um, open, free, like dance pop-up class. Um, so we were going to maybe potentially be on the New Haven Green or on Yale's Beinecke Plaza and kind of have an outdoor component. Um, but we really wanted to focus on the the festival and the performance and making sure it was done with care. So, but there's there are so many other dance forms that um, need to be uplifted in the same capacity. Um, so, yeah. So, so um, I, 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 from what I understand, you were, you're, you're working on your, this is part of your senior thesis. And yes. so did you have, when you started this, when you were like, okay, this is what I want to focus on. Did you know the things that you wanted to focus on? Like, did you know, was the Lindy hop? Did you know, was Chicago footwork? Did you know, was, you know, African diasporic movement? Did you like, what did you know? And, and, and what made you decide these components? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I learned as I researched um, and the process <laughs> went on, for sure. Um, I also, this festival is co-curated with Dormisha, um, the renowned tap dancer. So we honed in on the exact dance forms we wanted to represent in the festival and conversations together. Um, so it was really a collaboration of picking the artists, picking the dance styles. Mm. I loved it. So, uh, oh yes, and she she couldn't be with us, uh, but she is very very famous, <laughs> and I I love her work, and uh, I've seen her work, and uh, and this is going to be ex exciting. So so Lasina, do you feel like um, uh, the African diasporic dance or dance overall is a wonderful way to sort of bring people together? Like, is that is this a, a way to, so that everybody could learn about each other? Um, do you think people are interested in learning about African dance as much as they are interested in learning about, I don't know, modern dance or tap dance or ballet? I absolutely, for me, uh, this form of dance is uh, really, uh, it's more open to the public. Let's say if like a social dance, people don't, 
easily people can uh, link to that. And like in modern dance, you go to the studio, so you have to learn a specific way of moving, but with uh, the social, you can do, it's about expressing the rhythm. So mm. any uh, movement expression uh, can be used, but in modern, if I say like uh, maybe martagram technique, there is a way of doing one way of doing it, and then you have to use, you know, that's, there is a set technique that you have to really, but you go to like tap dance, you just need your shoes, and then what kind of rhythm you can just make. There is uh, some phrase uh, that has been like codified, but just, just to give uh, an idea of, you know, how things are. And then after you just uh, master that, you can easily create your own form of just doing instead of this, as long as you can just make it good, like the sound is really clear, people can hear. So it's easily people, when people just get there, it's they, before they even decide to just move, they can already link themselves to the way it is because it's the way we move in that way, it also based on our daily uh, movement. So it's something that people can, see them themselves in it but now how it's learn how to express the rhythm that's the thing that you will just need uh to learn and you know it's for me this festival it's really a great opportunity to just show different things and i hope people will just uh come because it's everyone want to be part of the history. It's like the first edition, maybe like two, one year or two years later, we'll have a second one and it will just keep going. That's, we are just, that's the root of uh, the festival. So we all want to be part of <laughs> the beginning. You know, I was, I, I was going to ask that question to, to Gabrielle, like, does this become, I mean, I know it's your senior, your senior piece, but does this become institutionalized where, you know, next year there's one or the year after, like, how do you keep this going? And how do you, how do you sow the seeds to like, listen, you have to keep this going. <laughs> totally. I mean, I hope it becomes a yearly thing. Um, the festival is created in collaboration with the Yale Schwarzman Center. Um, and I think there is a lot of um, demand for dance at Yale and so much interest within the community. So I will advocate for it to be a yearly thing, and <laughs> and it, the, the work will not stop. <laughs> we, all right, so we need, it. we need it. We do need it. So all everything is free, or is it? Is it free? Everything is free. And people do they have to register? Do they have to come and bring their firstborn? Like what happens? <laughs> yeah. So um, if you look up Dance Haven, a celebration of vernacular dance, you'll be taken to the Yale Shoresman Center's website and you can register for all of the events. Um, everything is free, but make sure to register to reserve your spot. Here we go. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Okay. So April 14th, it starts with morning stuff into the afternoon. And April 15th, same thing. And then there's like there's a dance party of some sort, right? Where at the end everybody can get on the floor and really get into it. Nine, 9 yeah. p.m. a dance party. And, yeah. and that Schwarzman Center is a is a beauty. 
<laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll be having a, a DJ from New Haven come. So everyone should come on down to the dance party. It'll be a great time. <laughs> now, now, will we see either of you dancing? Like I know, I know this is not about you, but will, will you? Will will I catch you on the dance floor, Lucina? Will I catch you on the dance floor, Gabrielle? Yes, yes, and I'm also performing a, a twelve minute solo. So it's you will see me dancing and the party for sure. <laughs> oh my god so so before i let you go um because i know y'all have y'all got to get back to getting this done um so much a part of dance is fashion right so do, what what do you what do you what do you think about that component to it you know do you do people dress up to dance or like the lindy hop hop makes conjures up in my mind a specific dress right a, a specific look do do people ascribe to that do they you know, when I think of African movement, I, I I see women with, you know, fabric on and movement and all of that. I mean, is that true or is it just like eh, whatever you whatever you wear, you wear? <laughs> yeah, it's really depend. But with party, anything can be used. If you are taking a workshop, you I would say most of the teachers will just say, make sure you put something that you are comfortable and something that will allow you to express your full body and uh, for the part you know anything that any dress that will you will just wear and you will feel lifted you will just feel uh, a kind of self-esteem just wear it and something that you feel oh this is how I want to be because the dance is also part of like to totally free yourself and then if Dressing up, you would just say, oh, this is how I vision myself. It's really, it's it's welcome. And I'm thinking to really dress up. <laughs> uh, I I like dressing up. That's what I'm asking. So so Gabriel, say, say add something to the to that part. Because you're a tap dancer, and really for tap dancers is the shoe. But you know, it could be it could be anything. Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways, um, what you wear can accentuate different movements, um, specifically with your swing dance example. I think a lot of people wear um, a certain type of dress to kind of thinking about like where the roots of the art form came from, um, like in the 20s and the 30s. Um, so kind of emulating that style by looking back, um, kind of representing the roots of the art form. But for Dance Haven, you can wear anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I'm so glad that Joe could come on and talk about this this morning. I had no idea. And so now other people will know. So hopefully more of the community will find their way uh, to the to the festival and, and shimmy and shake and move <laughs> and all the things. And and I, I really am interested in coming to see Chicago foot style because I, I need to know about that. And, 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 and see some uh, African diasporic movement i'm interested in that too so thank you all both for coming and good luck to you gabrielle and uh nice to meet you lesina thank you nice to meet you thank, thank you so much, so much. thank you all enjoy the rest of your day all right y'all make your way over to schwarzman center they got multiple locations we already put it up the site go and find out register and go and get your shoes on and dance they <laughs> better do it because uh schwarzman, schwarzman center have uh the capacity of to let people, it's really, it's not that big. So 
Rush, do it now. Otherwise, it's going to be. <laughs> oh, you won't be able to get in. I'm going to go yeah. register myself. <laughs> Thank you so much, y'all. Enjoy Thank the rest you of your so day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Harry, for putting it up. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. I've got more folks from the Schwarzman Center. I think I'm going to be talking about architecture and movement on uh, the next couple of days. Wow. So, and then tomorrow I've got uh, Ife and the uh, um, DiasporaCon folks coming on to talk about uh, DiasporaCon is coming up. So, so thank you all for a, a good conversation. I will see you all in these dancing streets. <laughs> Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut. And you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.
www.mhhlp.com.au.